0: You got the back. What's good, everyone? Welcome to Geeks Who Watch Football. I am your host, Jeff Jackson. Thank you to everyone for listening in. Wherever you're finding this, whether it be Anchor, Spotify, Apple to- or Apple Podcasts. I keep wanting to say Apple Tunes like Apple Juice. Apple Podcasts. Please leave a like. Please leave a review. It's how we help the show get better. In addition, you can find us on our Facebook page at Geeks Who Watch Football. Got a good episode for you tonight. We're going to have a panel with both the coach, Bobby Cesarano and Paul joining me as well. Be an interesting mix to see what happens when a bills fan is outnumbered by dolphin fans, but I want to do something a little different. So we're going to cover the draft. Cause we were only a couple weeks removed from the NFL draft, but I wanted to do it in a different format rather than just go round Robin and be like, well, what do you think, Paul? What do you think, Bobby? What do you think, Paul? What do you think, Bobby? Actually to put it in a more fun debate, like format. To ask a question like, and you'll see the questions that pop up. I don't want to spoil any of them. Some of them are draft related. Some of them are not. I just want to spark some debate and get some feathers ruffled a little bit. Kind of like picture what happened with Sleezer and Paul when we did our round robin mock. So I'm hoping for the same result. Hopefully it's entertaining for everyone listening. And thanks again for everyone tuning in. I'm going to bring them in right now. So hope you enjoy. And joining me tonight, I have the coach Bobby Cesarano back, and I also have Paul back with me. This is an interesting mix, gentlemen. How are you doing tonight first before I get into it? Doing very well. Doing good. Doing good. This is an interesting panel because you guys have seen me have multiple people on here before. We've had Paul and Sleezer on. You've had me and Bobby on before, but you guys, one, have never met each other before, which is funny because obvious circumstances change because Paul was a be- uh, groomsman at my wedding. Um, if you would have like came out to any one of our stuff, Paul, you probably would have met Bobby at some point because we had like my 30th birthday party, all that fun stuff. Bobby was out at all that hoopla. But the reason I have you guys on is the NFL draft happened a couple of weeks ago. And as I was saying in the intro, rather than just have it be a generic of Paul, what do you think of the bills? Bobby, what do you think of the dolphins? I was going to break it down into more question formats, kind of like a debate. I don't want to say I'll be a referee because I'll be probably jumping in both sides. But. So you
1: draw out some more detailed uh, explanations out of us. Instead of the, how did the Buffalo Bills draft go? Like horse shit, or better, <laughs> like Jeff, D- Jeff Dick's favorite, or Jeff Jackson. My apologies. No, you're Jeff good. It's uh, favorite you- expression, dog shit. <laughs> like must've dog, must've dog been, shit.
0: You must have been listening to last week's podcast because me and Bobby were not happy campers. So <laughs> no,
1: I don't think anybody in the AFC East was happy. You don't have a Patriots fan. You need to get a Pat's fan in here. To see what they. <laughs> They, so been real, yeah no it's always been the thrill enthralled with their draft their team's no, draft
0: there was positives I think to be had with all the teams And I think Bobby and I talked about that to last week I don't think anybody had a miserable draft of the four I don't think anybody was awful it's just each one of them in my opinion had a glaring hole like you know like yep like I hope they I hope they know what they're doing so before everyone gets uh get into it, just a quick recap, not of the whole draft, but draft night itself. Paul was the mock draft champion. He did beat me one point,
1: one point on the hair on his rumper. But I got—I lost me. the bet though. I still have you it sitting know, at my kitchen table. My I got to mail it to you. I did lose the granddaddy of them all again, uh, <laughs> Jeff. I'll let you explain it because it's your podcast. Please uh, explain what I have to mail to you now. I can't no, believe have- I still lost it another
0: year in a row. No, so what happened is Paul has to mail me. I believe it's barbecue, isn't it? Is it barbecue or is it seasoning? I think it's barbecue.
1: Sticky Fingers barbecue sauce. <laughs> because Made we have- right here in South Carolina. Vinegar base it is really, really, really good stuff. You come down to visit me, that's what we're going to be having. If you want a good old barbecue. <laughs> Stuff's liquid gold. <laughs>
0: So Bobby, what I had to send him if I lost was it was Shabetta's, wasn't it? Paul, yeah, I think it's Shavetta's I had to send him. If Shavetta yep. <laughs> nice. So what I so what the bet was for those who don't know was uh this is before the draft. So Paul and I had no idea, like it wasn't midway into it. It was like before the draft kicked off. We had a bet on Najee Harris where he would end up. I gave Paul the AFC East and he gave me the field. And at the time before people make fun of it, and Bobby knows this, it's not a bad bet for Paul because three teams in AFC East all needed running backs.
1: And they were all coming on the clock. And they were all
0: yeah. in the 20s at the time before the Jets traded up. The Dolphins needed a running back. The Jets needed a running back.
1: And the Bills needed a running back. <laughs> and don't forget, the Dolphins had two picks and the Jets had two picks. So you're like, oh, you know, yeah, the first pick they'll go quarterback, first pick they'll go wide receiver. It was that second pick I was betting on. One of those teams taking uh, well, heard
0: The rumors throughout the draft, like Miami, and I talked about this with Bobby, that teams wanted the the Dolphins were trying to trade up for Najee, and then Paul's like, "Oh, I'm gonna be right. Just gonna have to frickin pay up." And then Pittsburgh takes him, and Miami doesn't successfully trade up, and Pittsburgh goes as soon as Pittsburgh was on the clock, Paul's like, "Oh shit," like he knew that <laughs> yep. was gonna be, <laughs> yep. No, if it, it was a bet, I was betting to be fair though. Paul, I lost the bet to Sleezer because that son of a bitch bet me that Jalen Phillips would end up in Miami and he hit it right on the goddamn money. <laughs> Bobby and I were like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> but Paul, to be fair, like I know you make fun of me for losing these bets. Bobby can back me up on this. The Dolphins are never freaking predictable. Like, they took what was it, Bobby? Last year, they took the tackle because he was a high character guy, donated bone marrow to his sister. Right, everyone's like, and they're like, "Yeah, eh, it's kind of a reach." He's raw, and everyone's like, "Oh no, he's great character." So then I said, quiddy pay this year," came
1: from hey, South. Real Texas. quick, I like how you said donating bone marrow to your sister with a negative connotation behind that. I to laugh like.
0: <laughs> no, not saying you shouldn't donate.
1: This that. asshole yeah, donated that's bone that's marrow. So what does that make him good at? Nothing. Crap <laughs> about saving lives. I want to know how, how much he can bench press and how well he can block. Right. Who the shit if he's saving lives out there? I want to know uh, how uh, you know how many Volkswagen Beetles can he deadlift. Yep. <laughs>
0: Oh my god. But no, Bobby, the question I told you to bring up the Paul, if you ever want to get him riled up is and we already discussed this in earlier podcasts, but you ever want to get Paul pissed off, you bring up Laramie Tunzel. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: Laramie Tunzel. That started my down my down, downfall. <laughs> I even message uh I don't know if you explained in your last podcast. I messaged Jeff that I'm never listening to him on another dolphin's pick. My dolphin expert, my dolphin fan, you know, my insider, he knows all the deets. He's not even just a Dolphins fan. He just knows the draft. Anybody needs any information, this guy is a sponge. Jeff, you're amazing at this stuff. You know heights, weights, strengths, weaknesses, uh, catch radius. Doesn't mean I get all that stuff. And you get so many teams right, Paul. And you you bring up so many good analogies, and you build these amazing draft boards because it's not just one dimensional. You think okay, you think of teams needs versus what teams ahead of them are taking, trade options, this and that. And when it comes to your Dolphins, you let me down. That's the only mirror <laughs> uh, against I mean, you in your own draft. I mean, let they let,
0: let me you down the all the time. <laughs>
1: so, it's not I not have a better chance of uh, flipping a coin and, and, <laughs> and figuring out what the Dolphins are going to draft. Then, uh, no offense asking uh, you, Jeff. No, I'm going to let Bobby I, chime in. I, I'm going to assume that because it's uh, personal, you, you know, because a conflict of interest, you just can't get it right.
0: No, I'm just going to say I'll let Bobby chime in on this and his quick thought on Laramie Larry, <laughs>
2: Laramie Larry Tonso is worthless.
1: <laughs> hey, he got you a first-round draft pick. How worthless was he when you guys were able to polish that dirt De- off, turn him into De- a De- third good overall De- pick? De-
2: Worth he was was trading him away. That was the best freaking move ever.
1: <laughs> I like how you uh traded him away and you get a first round pick. Buffalo, oh, stupid.
2: Oh, Texans are you want
1: to hear about you. me getting riled up? That's the same draft. I give him that wrong. That the bills not won but gave up two draft picks for what um Jamie Watkins. Watkins, and then years later <laughs> we awesome. trade him away to the Rams for like a fourth-round draft pick. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's so you guys get a left tackle, and you trade them away, and you actually win on that. You don't lose on that that trade. You actually win. You went from a 13th or a 12th overall I, pick to take them. I think – and it you was, got third. It was a
2: great trade on our end. I just think Larry Mutunzel is trash. And I don't know why the Texans even d- made that trade. It was just <laughs> dumb on their part. Well,
1: it was, he's not he, even with the Texans. He's still paying dividends because then the Texans trade him away to. Uh, no, they still have him. They the no. He's just not what they
0: thought. They he, might have traded. Him. he might have been sent to the Cardinals. Oh, He's wasn't he? I know he wasn't that good. He was basically, I know they had to pay him because he only had like a year left or two years on the Yeah, field. that was a great trade. Get rid of that trash. <laughs> <Great game. laughs> yeah, they I were think definitely he went. on the upside because I remember Laramie Tuns saying, I trade me for that too. It's like, well, they were trading him thinking he'd be top five. And Bobby can tell you he wasn't a top 10, not even a top 10 tackle for us. He wasn't. 32nd or 31st, but he was what, Bobby? Like 14, 15, like meh, like yeah. middle of the road. It
2: wasn't anything that good, and you'd have to pay him a ton of money because it was his turn up. I hate that term, but he yeah. was the next man up, so they are going to have to pay him a ton of money, and he's not worth it.
0: Yeah. So, gentlemen, when we get into it, do you guys want to start with the broad scope of the draft, like random teams, or do you want to start with the AFC East? Or do you not Surprise care? me. Whatever you want. dealers Surprise price. me. Oh boy! All right. So I'm give
1: me a softball question. The first one, though.
0: Softball question.
1: Yeah, Um, let's warm up to it. Don't don't put me right into the fire quite yet. Let me warm up. I've had a lot of time to do research tonight, so. All right. You start with uh, Bobby. This will be an AFC East
0: question. This one's kind of a softball, in my well, actually, no, I won't do that one. That one's too. That one's kind of not a softball. That one might spark some debate. All right, let's do. Um...
1: I just want you to ask me uh, who's Greg Rousseau's. What's Greg Rousseau's favorite color? I don't know. Right. <laughs> Who is your favorite?
0: Who, I know, right? Who is your favorite draft pick, Paul, for your team? This
1: is a softball one. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with our first second round pick, Basham. You boogie Basham there. <laughs> I think he uh, he had a low-grade uh, first-rounder uh, pick. He was clearly a top uh, second-round pick. We got him in the back end of the second round. Uh, I think he's a day-one starter. I was excited. Uh, he was one of my favorite players uh, to be picked up. He looked like a beast. He looks like a machine. He looks like – He would be a perfect fit in Buffalo, uh, down and dirty, you know, do the dirty work, uh, just like uh, a trenches guy, a coaches guy. He's a high four prospect. He's not going to block. Yeah, I think think he would be – he has a a really good chance of being a day one starter. My My other uh, pick, number two, would be that receiver that we got in the sixth round. He has lightning speed and he'll probably replace John Brown. So that that was my my two quick right there. I
0: think uh Boogie Basham, I say it before, he's a higher upside version of AJ Epinesa. He's got more pass rush than AJ Epinesa, but he's got that same motor and size. So that's why I think
1: he's a good fit with the Bills. I think it will push uh AJ Epinesa too. He might spot. I think he's better. I think he, uh, if, I had a higher Yeah, if you were looking at my um from my day one, day two uh Facebook status, I said that the guys last year they got picked. They, I know they're still in their rookie contracts, and they didn't have a lot to go off of last year. But they will definitely have to have a rocket up their butts this year because the guys that they picked up this year are definitely going to be pushing. All right, so I'm going to
0: swing it over to uh, Bobby. What was your favorite pick of the Dolphins draft? I mean, I'm not going to wow anyone. It's got to be
2: Jalen Waddle. Yeah, good pick. Good pick. I mean, I feel like he's the same type of player. I think he's a Devontae Smith and. If he didn't get hurt, he'd probably have the same Devonta Smith stats. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's going to be similar. I think he's got more size than Devonta, so he's not going to be like – I don't think he's going to be as small. Uh, I think they're both speedy. Obviously, I think, think Jamar Jim- Chase has been a better option or, like, Kyle Pitts. But Waddle, you needed an offensive threat. You got one to match up with Tua. If Tua can't get it done with Waddle, then he can't – he's never going to get it done. So no, that's it's my a good fit.
0: That. That's so. a good pick. That's a good fit. I, I like the waddle pick because Paul and I talked about it. And I think he's just an ultimate mismatch besides Kyle Pitts. He's probably the biggest mismatch because that speed is rare. That's like Henry Ruggs speed. He they actually had an Alabama practice where they had their freshman year. They run against each other and they were tied and Henry Ruggs ran a four it's so they're saying this guy's four twos, like he's, it's not just speed. He's a good route runner too. Like you said, Bobby, he would have had the Heisman. He had a Heisman candidate year. He had like 500 yards in four games. He was averaging like over 20 yards of reception. Like he was putting on the Heisman numbers before he got hurt. So I agree. Those are good picks. Um, now I could go the other way too. What pick, Paul? And then we'll get into the fun questions. Uh, what was your worst pick? What pick would you, if there was a bad pick, or which pick were you on with Buffalo? I think I already know the answer to this one, but uh. Uh, I
1: think you do too. But uh, for your audience here, the worst pick, in my opinion, is any uh, plus or pro you can put towards this guy could also be a, a deduction or a, a demerit against him. And that's Greg Rousseau. Yep. He has all the upside in the world, but he has massive downside. He doesn't yep. have a not enough film on there. Like they like you know, case in point, I don't mind skilled players, receivers, maybe a running back. I don't really like that with running backs, quarterbacks that didn't don't have a whole lot of playing time. Yep. You can still transition at the NFL, but the trenches guys, offensive linemen, defensive linemen, linebackers, uh, running backs to a degree, uh, depending in, on you know what system they play in. I want those guys playing constantly. They need that football contact, in my opinion. That's my personal opinion. Clearly, Buffalo Bills don't see it that way. And um, they're saying, well, he had a year off. He he opted out that, that you know, he's got less tread on the tire. or He's got more tread on the tire, less wear. I don't like that. Uh, they're, you know, I don't like them sitting out. Oh, well, you know, he was in the, the weight room a lot and this and that. Okay. Don't care. I can be in the weight room a lot, too. It doesn't mean I'm going to make a football team. Um, Yeah, and they were saying Still learning the position Uh, He was a Receiver slash safety I think uh, The
0: the weight room warriors They don't always translate to the NFL
1: Well, what they say Bigger, faster, stronger Just means when you're wrong You're more wrong Because when you're that fast And you're out of position Or you're that strong And you're just bowling your way through chances are you know you're in the nfl for a reason guys are going to take advantage of that you know it, just because you're big bad and strong and fast doesn't always always equate doesn't always equate to being that talented no. i mean for every one guy for every jj watt for every kelvin johnson out there i can find you 10 more guys that had physical physiques and and and, and abilities that didn't even make it you know didn't even make it past three seasons in the nfl so, um, every plus you could say, oh, you know, you know, he didn't, he, you know, he got all beat up last year. So, it'd be great for the Buffalo Bills. It could also be uh, an issue. Or, or he's still learning the position. Oh, he's still learning the position. How long do we have to wait? <laughs> you no, know, does, does he actually yeah. know, know it? No, uh, Bobby
0: could pound the table for that one. Since Bobby, you were telling me that for the longest time as a coach, that just because you can lift weights strong doesn't make you good. Like, it's so much more to football than just how strong you are, how fast. Yep, absolutely. Um, Bobby, what was your worst pick that you had? I know what was funny for Paul is they took defensive ends back-to-back. It's almost like, Paul, they took Gregory Rousseau, and they're like, oh, shit, Boogie's on the board. We didn't expect him to be here, so they just took him twice. They just, like, (laughs) Uh took two defensive ends. But
1: Yeah, I was was like, uh, you know, what else are we going to do? Oh, let's do it twice. That was one of the problems I had with the Bill's draft. I can't believe – sorry, Bobby, but I just can't believe that the first three picks in the last two drafts have been someone on the defensive line. <laughs> you know, uh, eight last year with AJ Epinesa, and then this year back to back.
0: I already have a feeling where Bobby's going with his worst pick. Uh, Jalen Phillips, terrible yeah. pick because <laughs> we should have been
2: drafting Najee Harris. Oh. So awful pick. I mean, I think he could be okay. I don't, he's 6'6, 260. I don't know a lot about him. I mean, he's an edge defender. Like I said last time, I, I feel like you could have got someone like that in the second round. You didn't need to get him there. Um, you could have got the edge defender from Ohio was it, uh Georgia, the Georgia guy. I yeah, like he's ogilari
0: which you were talking about, Paul. We were talking last week how it's yeah. ogilari Bobby Bobby's thing was a better scheme fit for what they wanted to do with the yeah. defense. He's a good three yeah. four player. He can come off the edge
2: all day. And in three four, you don't need those skinny like edge rusher type inside because you need bigger guys inside. So you should be having almost a D tackle essentially in the three four scheme. You should have big guys able to take in those gaps and you should have your best rushers off the edges. But um they decided to go with it. I hope it works out. I just don't foresee it happening.
0: Yeah. And this was uh and that and it just similar to what you were saying, Paul. Bobby and I agree. I agree with anyway too is Jalen Phillips is just is a big boomer bust as well, but not for the same reasons. It's not the upside. It's the injury concern history and everything with Jalen Phillips. That fact that he had three concussions in one month is scary because as we all know, concussions are the injury that you don't recover from fully. You're more susceptible to it. The more you get um, we've seen care. Uh, who was the receiver? Paul it was what Brandon Stokely, right? One of them that got, or was it Austin Collie? One of them got removed from football. Look at Brandon cooks. He's a concussion waiting to happen. He's never been able to get over that.
1: Mm. Yeah, I can't I can I can't think of any player off the top of my head. I'm trying to remember the San Francisco player that had a, a lot of concussions, the defensive uh, the linebacker. What's his name? Was it Bowman uh, or Patrick Willis? I think it was Patrick Willis. I think I it was Patrick Willis. I'm pretty sure it was Patrick Willis. And that would be the other fear is, you know, uh, rightfully so. If you got that many injuries and, you know, CTE and, and there's a lot of crazy stuff going on with that right now, Uh, Not too far down the road from me was the last guy. I can't remember his name, but uh, tragically, he committed suicide, but he took a lot of people with him as well, right here in Rock Hill, South Carolina. Um, And they believe that he was suffering from CTEs and from a lot of concussions and a lot of blows to the head. So all you need is that one doctor to tell you that. And that's a really hard one because that's that sneaky injury. You don't really – you don't really get to test it out. It's just from full throttle to to being done. Um, Another player I can remember is Eric Wood. He had too many neck, neck injuries. I remember one year we basically lost like half our offensive line um, um try remember. I'm having a really hard time with names tonight, so I apologize to you and your oh, listeners. Yeah,
0: but I didn't prepare. Just to let the but, audience know I did not prepare Bobby or Paul. They have no idea what the questions I'm going to ask are. I'm the only one. And to be fair, I haven't really planned that out either. <laughs> but, so I, I do um,
1: but just get back. To this, so it's, I'm getting a little off topic here. But Eric Woods had to retire abruptly. I remember, you know, that was one of our problems that kind of set the bills back. Uh, I, there was a couple other guys on the on the offensive line that retired, but Eric Wood was the one that was the surprise retirement. But he went to uh, – after the season, he went to his doctors and surgeons and he was getting himself back ready and they said, you can't do it. You know, can you go back in the field? Yeah, but we can't guarantee – he wanted to be able to walk. you want to be able to lift his kids. you want to remember his wife's name. I don't blame that's him. scares me with Jalen Phillips,
0: I think. And I don't, it's not the, not I don't the blame him. Like Bobby said, it was, I just like this edge class in the second round like Buffalo did with Boogie Basham. I know they took an edge in round one, but there was a lot of good edges that went in the second round. And that's – in. My cookie supreme bet was running backs would go top 35 with uh, on my podcast, and that one I hit barely on the money. The third one went 35th, but, I mean, it happened. Um, but, no, we can get into the actual the nitty-gritty questions now if you guys are both ready. This one is uh, the first one. I don't know if this one's going to spark too much debate, but we'll see. Who knows? We might all be on different ends of the fence. Uh, which rookie quarterback will have the best rookie season? Not the best career, but the best first year. Of the rookies. So obviously it's Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, um, Trey Lance. Um, I don't know who wants to go first with that one. That's, I think <laughs> I I mean, I'm I, picking.
2: It's going to be Trevor Lawrence. He's going to be starting immediately. He's on a shit team for the Jaguars. He's going to be the guy. Um, I think Zach Wilson's going to struggle for the Jets. I, the Jets are an, a project team. I don't know how Zach Wilson's going to be for them. Trey Lance he's probably not going to start. Or if he does, it'll be later on. And then I, Mac Jones, I doubt he's going to get a lot of playing time. I, probably when they start losing because Cam Newton's average now. So
1: Or injury prone.
2: Yeah, he's injury prone. <laughs> he's going to go down eventually. He's not great. So I, would, it's going to have to be default. Trevor Lawrence.
1: All right. Paul, what are your thoughts? That's a very tough one to beat. So I'm going to go with Justin Fields. They already have a playoff caliber team out there in Chicago. They have some great receivers. They have a coach uh, who who believes he's a quarterback guru. Jury's still out. He's He's going to have it this year. Uh, Justin Fields is my pick. Uh, The question is, how long does Andy Dalton – get the reins. Uh, Where's Dr. Needle again? Uh, I know he got fired (laughs) up by the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, I would would, would hedge my bets even higher if Dr. Needle is uh, with the Chicago Bears. I love
0: that term, Dr. Needle. (laughs)
1: Because if Andy Dunn also has a punctured lung, uh, yeah, then we'll see Justin Fields a lot faster, and that would be my only knock against my own pick is I could see him, and we're just asking the best stat rookie. are we asking for the best stats wins for the season or how, how are we looking at this? It's a mix of all of them probably, but more than likely it'll probably be
0: statistically.
1: Yeah, I mean well to be fair, if you're statistically performing, it means you're probably winning games. You know how many guys, how many rookies
0: yeah, are yeah rookie.
1: throwing for you know thirty touchdowns and five thousand yards and and not turning heads and winning games. So like Jeff
0: Jordan True time and they're getting blown out, blown up but let's be honest like bobby said all these teams are kind of blah, so they're kind of all yeah. going to in the game so that's why i said for wins and losses it probably because who's going to have the best wins and losses would probably be trey lance but he's also probably not going to play for most of the first year until Garoppolo goes down and not if but when jimmy Garoppolo goes down but that he also has the best team and the best like quarterback quote-unquote guru around him i'm actually yeah. gonna agree with you paul i actually had justin fields as mine as well Because I've been saying that I've been pounding that table for a while that I think he's going to have the best rookie season, but I don't think he's going to have the best career because my knock on fields is not just he's a one read quarterback. He does well when the plays are designed well for him. So that's a good fit with Matt Nagy. However, I think once teams figure him out, he struggles to adjust. He has a very slow processor, I call it, which means basically he does go through his reads, but if you watch him, it's like slow motion. Like, he hits the first yeah. three, and then he, like, his head, like, swift, You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't go – it's not like – and you could fix that, obviously, through coaching, but I think he's going to rely on his running ability and stuff first. But I think Bobby is a good pick, too, with Trevor Lawrence. He's going to be the starter day one. And he – yeah. He, Wilson are the two that are going to probably only have that privilege. Everybody else is going to have to sit. Yeah,
1: Trevor Lawrence – I agree with him on that. I'll oh.
0: play one win.
1: Yeah. i <laughs> one <laughs> That's easy, too. Oh, uh, Zach Wilson is only going up against two wins. But I agree with you. Uh Zach Wilson is still on a uh, he, – he's got a long way to go he, around it. So, I totally agree with you on that one. That Zach Wilson is probably going to be the one. I gonna think we can all out. agree, right,
0: Zach Wilson's going to struggle because he's in a defensive-minded AFC East. I mean, all of them are defensive coaches, all of them. Okay. So, I think he's going to struggle personally. And the Jets are a rebuilding team. And like I said, they're playing the Dolphin, Patriot, and Bills defense. Like, that's going to be rough for any rookie quarterback.
1: Yeah, that's uh, also why I didn't tra- uh, choose uh, Lance there because where he plays in the division. I chose Justin Fields because depending what type of Viking team shows up, I'm not really scared with the other two divisional opponents' defenses, with the Lions or the Packers. Yeah, no, that's why I want Justin
0: Fields as well. Like I said, besides him just coming right in. um, I'm trying to think. Okay, here's one for you and we only got a few minutes before I got to go to break. We'll do this one quick. Who do you think will be the fantasy stud this year? Like last year it was Justin Jefferson. Um, there was a couple others, I believe in there, but he was the one that stood out like the fantasy stud. I'll go first for this one for me. And this is going to pain me, Bobby. It's going to literally be like a needle in my ass on this one is I'm going to say Najee Harris. I'm going to, it pains me to say this. for a
2: safe one to pick him.
0: I would like to pick receivers, but they're going to struggling teams on the hot seat. So, I would pick Najee Harris. Pittsburgh tends to put up big numbers when they're running backs, when they're healthy. Keyword when I say healthy. If James Conner could be okay and decent fantasy-wise, anybody can. You know, like, no offense to James Conner, but he's meh.
2: Yeah, so, I agree.
0: So, Najee's my pick. And I'm going a little safe. There's other receivers who could, but once again, I just – I would say I love Rashad Bateman, but I don't trust their passing game with Lamar Jackson. I don't trust it. I love Rashad Bateman, but I don't think he's going to put up huge numbers with Jackson there. Paul, you're next. I'm volunteering you.
1: <laughs> All right. Um, just to be different, I'm gonna go Smith, Devontae or Devante uh, Smith oh, there. Yeah. And then my dark horse, real quick, is because everyone thinks he's a freak uh on the field is Kyle Pitts. If he if they if, they, if, they, if he is who they say he is, then he he should he should be the next Gronk or something. So that was real quick. That's that's my dark horse. All right, Bobby, you're up. I was
2: gonna I was gonna go with Kyle Pitts. Uh, That's a good one. Just because Matt Ryan is still a quarterback, he can still sling the ball. Um, you still have Julio Jones; you have to defend him. And Calvin Ridley and there you too. Have Calvin Ridley, so you still have to defend him. So that leaves Kyle Pitts should be open.
0: <laughs> and he's <laughs> I mean, an athletic freak. Julio
2: Jones gets hurt, but I mean,
0: and he's a red zone target. I agree. Right. That's so... what fantasy counts, man. We want touchdowns. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but. No, that was good. So we have many more questions to get to, but we're going to take a short break. And then when we come back, I got some more hair-raising ones. There might be some table flipping on some of them. I can't wait because I'm purposely (laughs) going to fall off. (laughs) Welcome back. So now, guys, we're going to get into some of the more nitty-gritty questions. Um, There's some easy softball ones up there, too, that I have, but I want to start this one right off with a bang. And I know this is probably going to piss – actually, no, I don't think you hate all these quarterbacks, Bobby, but you definitely don't like one of them. (laughs) Which quarterback on their team that is pissed off with their current team is going to be the first to be moved? And I don't mean – you can't say neither or nobody. Even if nobody gets moved, you have to pick one. Which one will be the first to leave their team? Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, or Aaron Rodgers? Probably Aaron Rodgers. That was the quickest (laughs) response. I thought it was going to be a stumper. and I Aaron Rodgers,
2: uh, he is just an angry, angry soul, and he is never happy. I, I could see him leaving very – I could see him leaving. That's fine. That's
0: um, a good point because they have Jordan Love as the backup too right now. If Jordan Love's
2: there. I mean, if they feel comfortable with him, fine. Uh, I don't know though because I don't – I think Jordan Love's a project. I think that was an awful draft pick on the Packers' part in their first place. Yep. Plus, they were signed – they were signed to Rogers right before all that happened. So he had a four-year deal and it was like worth 130, 140 million, something like that. Yeah. So you're kind of cap strapped that moment. As far as the Sean Watson, he's probably going to jail because he's a <laughs> rapist. Um, and he's got a huge contract to move. He's making 150 million. So, basically, the Houston Texans are paying him to touch women. So,
0: <laughs> that's essentially
1: a terrible PR Let's get it straight.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, Paul's sitting back like, damn, Chuck does this to me. So, Paul, don't feel bad. It's not just you. I like to
1: rile oh, up. It up. It's so gross. I don't even feel comfortable saying it on your podcast. If they really <laughs> want Deshaun, Deshaun Watson to be accused of. Uh, Have them go. Go look it up. It's all over the internet.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then Russell Wilson. um, I don't. Why would I? Don't even know why he'd want to leave. He's got two of the best like receiving threats out there. Like I, I have no idea why he was frustrated or said anything. Because I mean, he's got DK Metcalf and he's got Tyler Lockett on yep. the outside. So, That's Paul's boy,
0: DK Metcalf. Yeah. They're both amazing.
2: Like, I wouldn't want to leave that team at all. I would stay there as long as possible. He needs a running game, but other than that, I think he's fine.
0: He'll be so still. I think it's going to be Rodgers because he's so. just pissed off in general. <laughs> I like your grumpy old man analogy. I think – doesn't this feel like, though, and anybody can chime in on this, I would say Rodgers too, but my only beef is doesn't it seem like he does this shit every year? It's almost like – and then you hear possible contract talks. You think he's just doing this for more money? <laughs> like, is there a chance that he's just – you know, he's like the grumpy guy that complains about his job every day but keeps showing up? You know, like, I know he's been like passing like so far. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, that's why – I'm sure, too. It's like
1: – it's weird. You never say history repeats itself, but there are certainly patterns because towards uh, Brett Favre's time uh, being up in Green Bay, it was the same thing. Like, every year – he would make his trip, his migration back down to uh, Mississippi, and then you had to wait for the white smoke to come out of his cabin. He's going to come back to the Packers. And, <laughs> and <laughs> and yeah, probably got really learned it. Yeah, he's <laughs> got three
2: four years right behind Favre. You probably learned it. Better.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> three years behind Brett Favre because they because uh, the year before that he was pulling that stunt. Like, oh, you know, if you're going to flirt with um, retirement, we need a backup plan. So that's when they went out and got Aaron Rodgers. Right. And, Brett Favre. It's Brett Favre. You can't you can't just tell Brett Favre what to do. Brett Favre tells you what to do. And you know, okay. So we waited and waited, and finally that yeah, that last year they said Brett, you know, we love you, but enough's enough, man. We're going in a different direction. And that's what it all and he, you know, the rest is history. So it's kind of the same thing. <laughs> it's like, oh, <laughs> how long is Aaron Rodgers gonna string this along? Yeah, no, that's a good pick, Aaron
0: Rodgers. Mine is gonna be with the the guy who loves happy endings. I'm going to go with Deshaun Watson. I wouldn't touch him with a fucking 20-foot (laughs) pole. PR nightmare. (laughs) It is a PR nightmare, but you keep hearing the Eagles keep trying, like behind the scenes, they keep calling Houston. And I'm like, oh. Because they
1: can. There's a huge difference in in this country because there's been no um, criminal case filed against him. There's there's nothing. He hasn't been criminally charged with anything. Uh, Civically, you can charge him. You don't – anybody can sue anybody for, for money, especially when you get a he said, she said moment. The thing that amazes me is Deshaun Watson's so, no pun intended, screwed <laughs> that why don't you just settle? Just get this done and over with. You're going to pay off some type of money. You're not winning the game of a, of a public opinion. The mob mentality of the public, you're, you're done, man. Just get it done. You can come There's back. Suspension, he is going to get suspended.
0: Yeah, he's still probably going to get suspended. At the very least, on the the exempt list, even though, oh, that's true. Look at Zeke Elliott. Zeke Elliott got got.
2: suspended and he got acquitted of, uh, exactly charges.
0: Yep. That's a good point. (laughs) Those are
1: criminal. Yeah.
2: (laughs) He got acquitted of criminal charges and still
1: got suspended. Yeah. 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 I think, I think, uh, uh, not to take this in a different direction, I think Watson just needs to take his lumps and because the longer he draws this out, the worse it's going to be.
0: I just think yeah. Watson's going to be the first to move because I think teams are hankering for him. That's why. And I think teams will hanker for Rogers too. Uh, Wilson, I agree. I think Wilson of the three is the least likely because I think he's just stuck. He's in a big contract. People are going to trade for either Watson or I know Chicago basically offered them the Godfather package and they turned it down. And if they're not going to take that, he ain't getting moved in my opinion. So, Paul, which one of the three do you like? Who do you
1: if you had to put money, you might be the top I have to put, uh, uh, Rogers as well. On that, <laughs> it would be Watson. But I kind of alluded to it in my earlier comments. Is it would be Watson instantaneously if he said, "I want this to go away." But until he does that day, I think he's going to be stuck um, stuck with his current team. And um, yeah, and then um, I again, I agree with that. I don't know why Russell Wilson wants to leave. I think Russell Wilson's in a position where I think they would ask Pete Carroll to, to step down before. I think they would really would go. All in, uh, well, well, they, which I think is a
2: mistake because Pete Carroll is a good quarter or a good coach. Good
0: coach, he is a good coach. I agree with you, Bobby. Like I use the analogy when he says, oh, "Really, uh, Tom Brady, Tom Brady? What, could you imagine if Tom Brady had that uh, Legion of Boom defense? How
1: many Super Bowls he, he would have Carroll
2: won? made Russell Wilson
1: really <laughs> because know. a lot of people in the media and stuff say that. uh Pete Carroll is what's holding back Russell Wilson. Uh, That's way i think talking Carroll's really down. good defensively, and, but he runs a very basic offense, or he only yeah. understands offensive schemes.
2: Well, you know what's holding back the Seahawks is the $140 million contract that Russell Wilson has, and he, they can't build that defense that they had the Super Bowl runs with your sure. two safeties and your lockdown corners. And then you yep. just send the house
0: and Bobby Wagner at linebacker too. They had a premiere of one of the top three inside linebackers so, in the game. I think Russell Wilson a good quarterback, but he's Marshawn
2: not Sean Lynch carrying guys. Oh yeah. That's...
0: <laughs> so, and, and Wilson's a better quarterback than he was back then. But when everybody says the phrase, and I know what you're saying, Paul, cause you're not wrong. People are saying that, but I agree with Bobby of when you watch the film, when they quote unquote, let Russ cook, Russ turns it over. Like, and he does have a lot of good plays, but look at that shootout with Buffalo. You know what I mean? Buffalo ramrodded them. I know it ended up being close at the end, but Buffalo bent them over.
1: Yeah. One way it was kind of out of hand. I think it was just because they ran out of time. I agree with you. Cause I think at one point the bills had a 21 or a 28 point lead. They kind yeah, of, I think right? they, they did win by 14 or 10 or something like that, but yeah, it did get whittled down there at the end. Yeah. So no, that was a good one. There's another quarterback question. I have,
0: but I'll that one for later. We'll go with a – all right, here's one for you. I'm going to get this one right after Paul here to see who stumbles, but I'll let Bobby answer this one first. Will the Bills go 6-0 in the division again? And if not, which team's going to knock them off? And I don't mean knock them off in the division title, but knock them off in terms of beat them. Beat them in the division? No, beat them in a head-to-head matchup because last year Uh-oh. Buffalo went six and zero. Because Bobby and I both agree, um, both are winning the division again. We've said we said that last week. But who do you think? Do you think Buffalo goes six and zero again? And if they're not, gonna go, I
2: them. think they'll go five and one or six and zero oh in the division. It would only be the only one I think that could beat them right now would be Miami. That's only if Tua can get his head out of his ass and <laughs> Waddle actually turns out to be the threat he's supposed to be. If that doesn't happen, then it's worthless. So. Um, I I th- I Buffalo most likely will be six and zero
0: in the division. I don't foresee that not happening. The good one, I think they're going to go five and one, and I think, and this is my dark horse pick. I actually think I'm not going to pick and and I'm a huge everyone knows my love for the Dolphins, but Brian Flores is over a jelly donut against Buffalo, jelly donut. Hasn't beaten him yet. Josh Allen is almost perfect against Miami. The only game he lost was the gift that keeps on giving. Paul remembers this game. Charles Clay, who dropped the pass that hit him in the face. Yeah. In the end zone. Charles yeah. Clay, the gift that keeps on giving, who gifted Miami. That's the only loss that Allen's had against Miami. So I'm not picking Miami. I think they go 5-1 and one in their one loss is to the Patriots. I think that's their one loss. And the reason I say that is because the Patriots will have an improved defense. The Patriots almost beat them last year, but Cam Newton, you know, can't hang on to his fucking balls. Uh I mean fumbled it. Yeah, the page. Patri- I mean the
2: Patriots, most of their team was all uh they uh opted out.
0: Yep. That's what I mean. They're coming back. And I'm not saying the Patriots are going to be any, like, significantly better, like, record-wise. I think they'll still be, like, middle of the pack. They bought yeah, a I lot think. of talent, too. They play Buffalo tough. They play Buffalo tough both. Like, so that's why I think Buffalo might slip up on one of them. Paul, you're the Bills fan. Do you think your team – are you going to puff your chest here
1: and say you go 6-0 no. or are you going to be – I'll even go the opposite direction. I think uh, Bills will be 4-2 in the division. Ooh. they have two Bills, losses. Both- Yeah, um, it all depends on the schedule. You know what? This would be a better question to ask tomorrow after 8 p.m., but I'm going with it because division games are always hard to win. Did you know, a little known fact, did you know that was the first time the Buffalo Bills, even with the great 90 teams with Jim Kelly and, and the rest of those guys, this was the first time the Buffalo Bills have ever gone undefeated in division, ever in their history? That was last year. That, talk about how hard it is to 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 win out in your division how to sweep your, all division foes It also
2: depends on what what the teams are made up of too those 90s teams that was hard because the dolphins had marino you had kelly yeah. Bledsoe wasn't terrible he wasn't no, the amazing, Patriots are competitive in the Jets right.
0: like Curtis Martin yeah the Jets so, I mean, were decent yeah and don't forget you had the
1: Colts in there too oh yes, that's I right forgot
2: that's the important. Colts right
0: Cool. Cultural
1: Patriots were garbage for most of that time. Drew Bledsoe was there, but they were still garbage. But that's yeah. where who knows what side of the coin they were going to be on. But yeah, Drew you're right. So not terrible though.
2: He did take no to he did the take uh, the Patriots to a Super Bowl.
1: They got yeah, smoked,
0: but he did get them. Nope, and <laughs> yep. he did help out in the playoffs the year Brady took over. People but. forget that Brady's rookie year, he got hurt, and Bledsoe had it coming against Pittsburgh.
2: Oh, you know who yeah. took him
0: out. No, who
2: <laughs> Jets linebacker? Uh, That's... Mo Williams, I believe. I watched the play happen. He fucking erased Bledsoe. It was on un... you gotta watch it. Look it off. Yeah, you didn't see that, Jeff. You know what the oh
1: injury reported? It was like, he damaged a bunch of stuff in his chest. That's how hard he hit him. Oh my god. Yeah, Drew, Drew Bledsoe had like a ruptured blood vessel or something in his, his rib cage, or he had a. He had a damaged sternum or something. Something ridiculous. Your yeah, words, said, bad, like, no. by
0: Thanos. Look
2: it up. know yeah, he web.
1: Yeah, he, he wrecked
2: He it. raced. He raced. <laughs> and it was legal too. It was like a shoulder hit. It wasn't oh even my like god. the helmet. It was a legal hit nowadays. You got a two hundred and sixty pound linebacker just coming through because it wasn't these small linebackers like now.
1: Oh my no. god. No. No, you gotta watch it. Yeah. He got <laughs> obliterated. And the injury was ridiculous. Yeah. Thanks a
2: lot, though. He's the reason why we had two decades of misery.
1: Let's just say if Drew Bledsoe only lives to 78, he was supposed to live to 80 because that hit took two years off his life. (laughs) 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 How how, how horrific that hit was. So, so Paul, who do you think knocks your team off? Whatever Drew Bledsoe lives to, I'm going to say, oh, man, he was supposed to live to 82. Oh, he was supposed to live to 90. Oh, he was supposed to live to 68. You know he died young because of that freaking hit.
0: Who do you think Paul knocks off the Bills then? If you think four and two, who do you think? Not knocks them off. I shouldn't say that because then you think all oh, they lose the division. But who do you think yeah, they? lose? I mean, me.
1: um, my pick was going to be the Patriots only because of all the talent they bought. Uh, Patriots with uh, uh, the uh the the greatest coach of all time, uh, Bill Belichick, and yeah, they they're they'll they'll be sneaky and all that talent and all the guys coming back and. And Cam Newton, one more year removed, and we're not going to be able to do the COVID uh, excuse. Because you already had COVID. And I'm, I'm going to go with the dark horse, the Jets. The, every time the Bills – again, I like to use the word dark horse. I use it quite a bit a lot in my analogies and all that stuff. But they're always pesky. If you remember last year, Bills didn't score one touchdown. They only yeah. won 18-10 in New York. They kicked six field goals. Tony Brown will be and, proud.
0: Rest of all soul, fist pump for field goals, Tony Sperano. Yeah. We love yeah. field goals. More than that
1: and that that was the difference because uh the Jets had many opportunities in the end zone. If anybody was watching the game, um, they stopped them twice uh with inside the Bills' only 20-yard line, so in the red zone, and it was only because of the turnover downs because the way the score was going. The Jets went all in instead of kicking the field goal. And if the game was a little bit different, and strategies were changing, and you know different points in the in, on the field and different points on the clock, uh, that could have been different. And uh, every time the Bills go down to, um, in the previous year, the Bills had a last-second touchdown to win seventeen to sixteen. So if anybody's been keeping score at home, Buffalo has a hard time going down to New Jersey and playing those pesky New Jersey Jets.
0: Similar to Miami was New England's kryptonite in their prime. They could, for some reason, they always stumble against Miami and Miami. um, It was always like our Super Bowl. But, so no, those are good predictions. It's funny that the Bills fan of the three of us actually predicted the most losses. <laughs> the Dolphin fans are just used to the misery, but yep. I'm just going to keep predicting against Miami until they knock them off. I'll predict Miami to beat New England. I'll predict them to beat the Jets. It's just until we actually beat Buffalo, I'm not going to predict it because our history shows it's not going to happen. Yep. Um. Here we go. For the AFC East, who do you think had the best draft, Paul? We'll start with you. This time we'll go right back to you. And who do you think had the worst draft of the four? Or you could just rank them if you want, like best, the worst of the drafts. But there is a lot of middling there. Who do you think had the best draft in the AFC East? Who do you think had the worst?
1: I think you're going to be surprised with this one again. I text you the next day. I think the Dolphins had a very, very good draft in the sense of – I get it. I get what you're saying with Phillips there, injury-prone and all that other stuff, and I get it, how you wanted a running back, and they took a – I believe it was a, what was it, a tight end in the middle round, okay. the third-round pick? Fourth. Yeah. Fourth-round pick? It was
0: like the third. yeah, Third-round
1: pick. Tigers, yeah. 100%. You're asking me to rate the – I don't think anybody in the AFC – let me throw this out there. I don't think anybody in the AFC East had a, a, a great draft uh, weekend. No. But you're asking me to try to try to put a spin on something, so that was my spin uh, because I think all three teams had glaring needs that they just completely ignored. Um, at least the three teams were out about, you know, with Matt's team being the Jets, Bills, and Dolphins. I can't really speak much to the Patriots. Uh, you need a Patriots fan on here, but um, yeah, I think yeah, from what it was forth, I think the Dolphins did the best, and I'm putting the reason why I give them the slight edge is because. I'm going back even before the draft started, manipulating the draft board, trading up, trading down, trading, getting extra picks, doing all that other stuff. The Laramie Tunstamall trade, getting that third overall pick was amazing. So to be in those positions, and they did in the early rounds get some needs filled I'm not going off of injury. I I don't have a crystal ball. I can't say if Phelps is going to be healthy all year. but Oh, but you're just going by the prospect. Yeah, At at this moment, he's healthy. We're going to assume he's playing, and he'll be able to play at a top level. And I think the other positions that they drafted were what they needed. They left a few things on the table, but you say that about the Buffalo Bills. So, real quick, I think the negative side, I'll give it to the Bills, just because I think they had a decent draft, but it was that first overall pick when they took uh, the the uh, really big boom really big ceiling really low floor and Gregory uh, Rousseau there not enough tape that was the only one and I said it earlier in your podcast the Buffalo Bills have selected three defensive ends with their first three overall picks in the last two years and they they left a lot on the table there they they clearly think that what they have in the building um, but that's why I'm sitting here talking on your podcast, and I'm not in the, at the Buffalo Bills one drive there setting up game film. Hey, you were right
0: before, though, to quote, if you don't know the story, Bobby, there's a couple that we have with Paul. Paul was one day, draft night. We were all about four or five beers deep, and Paul was screaming for this guy named D.K. Metcalf in the first round. Everyone's like, get out of here. He's, He's all a physical talent. He was a and it, and Buffalo took Ed Oliver, and I'm like, Paul, it's a good pick. It's a good defensive tackle. And Paul's like, ah no, I want DK. He's going to be the need. And never. I'm like, Paul, no, he's a second round great. And Paul's like, he won't be after it's all said and done. And sure enough, Paul was right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And cool. we're at Oliver as he's in the prove it year. He's going to be in a very short leash this year.
0: <laughs> um, So no, Bobby, what are your thoughts? Do you agree with Paul or do you have a different ranking of best and worst? Um, if I was
2: going based off of Zach Wilson's mom, I would say the Jets. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but, um, as I
2: look at quarterbacks from BYU, all that rings in my head is John Beck.
0: Oh, but there's Steve Young there too. Steve um, Young.
2: yeah, well, John Beck's my—he's not a Steve Young. I can guarantee you that he will not be a Steve Young. <laughs> John Back's the one that rings in my mind, so I was away from the Jets, so I would have to go with the Patriots. Ooh, they did. Um, and the only reason I say that is because Belichick got his quarterback that he wanted, and Mac Jones is very Brady-esque. You know, he's not going to be running around. He's going to be standing in the pocket. He's going to build around him to protect him, and I think that's what he wants.
0: And they had the, they actually drafted the best defensive tackle in the draft, even though this was a really weak defensive tackle draft. There was only one first round grade defensive tackle, and they got him, which was Christian Barmore. Right. And they also got a nice edge developmental guy in Ronnie Perkins from Oklahoma, who I liked. So, if the obviously the hindrance on the middle two picks is depending on the quarterback. Obviously, if Zach Wilson yeah. and Mac Jones pair out, even if the rest of the picks suck, everyone's going to see it as an A because you got your quarterback. Right. Uh, who did you think was the worst, Bobby, of the four? You just said your best. Um... It's okay. You can take a shot at Paul and say Buffalo. He'll accept it. <laughs> I mean, I was going to say the Dolphins.
1: <laughs> it just showed you the uh, uh, inconsistency with uh, the AFC East there. Everybody, you know, my best is uh, Bobby's worse. It just shows that, yeah, we just don't have a lot of confidence in our teams. Like, <laughs> Waddle Waddle
2: has all the potential in the world, but he's not proven he had injuries last year. Like, he's coming off an ankle surgery. I don't know if he's going to be 100%. He might suck. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Smith might have been the better option. I hate that we got out of three and we're drafting a receiver. If you stayed at pick three, he could have got one of the freaks, Kyle Pitts. Or you could have got Jamar Chase, and you would have had your pick of whatever guy you wanted there. Instead, you took Waddle, who's still a small receiver, and he's coming off an injury, so you don't know what you're getting. Uh, Jalen Phillips, um, is he going to give some pass rush need there because we need to attack Josh Allen? Yeah, I agree with that, but we needed a running back. Our offense sucks. Defense was the only thing keeping us in it. We played the Chiefs. Our defense literally picked off the Chiefs three times, and our <laughs> offense can't put up points. Like, we need to put yep. up points if you want to win. I don't know what to tell you. Like, yeah, just you're going to outscore
0: teams. Me. I agree. Same so it's not Bob. like golf.
2: <laughs> right,
0: exactly.
2: Like, <laughs> when we played the Bills, they're outscoring us. We need to have some sort of offense in order to compete with these teams. Like, yep. you can't just fucking keep going with the – these shit
0: bags (laughs) (laughs) i love bobby's riled up because if you like uh we do the uh all the time bobby i was telling you before i think paul and Sleezer got so tired of how much i ranted i was good after the Jalen Waddle pick but then after round two i think paul wanted to mute me because i was just on an i was no holds bar. because let me tell you this and it's kind of the same thing with buffalo we're in the same boat as the bills in a way in this regard both teams have a bottom-of-the-league rushing attack. Now, Buffalo's is propped up by Josh Allen, like we were talking about Bobby. We know that. And Paul knows that, too. Paul has the beef with that. of Allen can't do all their rushing for them going forward. But I, what scares me is the Dolphins had, like, the twenty-sixth ranked rushing attack, and they were the lowest dead last. Not lowest, dead last in the NFL in yards per carry. Like, dead last. Like, like I, if Miami has another bottom-of-the-league rushing attack, they have nobody but themselves to blame. You are... You, you get what you pay for. In Miami in the last three years has invested a seventh-round pick in running backs. That's it.
2: Not even yeah. big free agent contracts,
0: yeah. a seventh-round pick. That's what fucking Miles Gaskin is.
2: Yep. He is a seventh-round pick. It, yep. I think he was undrafted, to be perfectly honest.
0: And then we took Jared Dokes with our last-round pick. So, you I mean, know, he's we're he's all in, in on Dokes. Name, the name pisses me off. Who? Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Paul's team, the Bills have swung and tried. Like, they've invested two third-round picks in the running back position. Singletary's in the doghouse, and yes, um, Zach Moss. I think Zach Moss was hurt last year. I wasn't as high on him as other people were, but he was a hard runner, and Paul can probably attest to this more so. He looked like he was running slow, and I don't know if it's because he was hurt. You know what I mean, Paul? He didn't look healthy to me. So I'm. Like, I, I think he was
1: just confused out there. I don't think he was uh, hitting the hole. I think it, I think he was being confused out out there because uh, when he got towards the end of the season, the playoffs, he started running hard until he got knocked out for the year in the uh, Colts playoff game. I think it was like his eighth rush of the game, and he, he was actually putting a, a, a you know not a not a spectacular game, but the way you were going, you would have gonna have a solid like yeah, that was kind of a you know. You know, you see that, and he got knocked out of the game. I wasn't going to say he was going to eclipse uh, Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs' uh, uh, combo there, but, yeah, you were going to make a good run at it. You know, he was on, if he was on pace to get 80 or 100 yards for the game, that's pretty freaking good. Um, but, yeah, he got knocked out and tore a bunch of stuff in his leg, and there we go. No, I so, think
0: – think, and he might not be – I'm still not as high on him, but at least Buffalo has made the two-third-round investment. You know what I mean, the running back position. Miami, we would kill for a third-round back right now. We don't even have that. The last third-round back we took was Kenyon Drake, and was he great? No, but he's better than Miles Gaskin, in my opinion. So, for,
1: for your – um. For your people out there, Jeff, who are the running backs? What's the running back made up, uh, running back room made up of for the Miami Dolphins right now?
0: I can say <laughs> so. Can Bobby? Bobby can laugh because that's basically what it is. It's a laugh matter. It, Bobby can correct me if I'm wrong. He could chime in. I believe it's Miles Gaskin, Savon Ahmed, Jared Dokes. Don't forget you know, about Laird. Uh, <laughs> I think who? that's that, that, who's that it? white guy? The white running back. Oh, uh, what's his name? The intern, right? Patrick Laird. Yeah, yeah Laird. Yeah, <laughs> But the all the story they the reason they call him the intern is Bobby knows this one is uh they sat down at the team meeting and the person asked him if he were if he was an intern they didn't even know he was on the team. Yeah, Holy yeah. crap here! Yeah, <laughs> Holy me. crap!
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, that backfield's really scary. <laughs> <laughs> I'm it's so gonna,
1: you don't know who they are. That's what makes them so scary. We don't even have tape on, on, on these, day 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 on these day day guys. Running <laughs> You know what
2: that tells me? That backs everyone up to cover so we don't have to worry about the running back, and we try to make uh, Tua beat us. That's it.
0: Yep. Yep. you don't have to stack the box. That's the, nope. That's the difference.
1: Nope. I agree. Maybe, they, maybe they believe football is turning into baseball. It's like every beginning of every season. You get these guys because it's all international players, and, they, uh, and this is not any derogatory towards any country or anything like that, but some countries just don't have the – the scouting research, you know, I have the cameras and the, and the tapes and the scouts. It's kind of hard to get to some of these, some of these remote places. And so they, they come to the United States and they, they make a team and guys are like, who the hell's that? <laughs> and, and for about the first two months of baseball, especially for pitching and stuff, um, or the first month of baseball, it'd be, you know, they're, you know, wow, look at this guy's numbers. He's striking out a ton and all that other stuff. Oh yeah. All he has is a fastball and a cutter. And you know, or, or oh wow, this guy's just smashing home runs. Yeah, you you pitch him inside and low, and and the guy can't freaking see. I'm gonna, uh, you know, anything coming at the plate, you know. Sum it up
0: really quickly. Maybe that's
1: know. what the Miami Dolphins are going with because these guys I've never even I've never even that's heard the thing, of. They've played them twice them. a year. Uh, I still don't know these guys. Maybe they, maybe they're assuming that um they're gonna scare the who the hell's that in the backfield number twenty what <laughs> who the fuck is that. We, we got a stack eight men in the box. This guy must be a stud of the Dolphins. You know.
2: Yeah.
1: this guy off exactly, the streets yeah. of, what'd you say, Ahmed? Yeah. Where the true. hell did he come from? <laughs> 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 Dude, that sounded like an evildoer's name out of a, of a DC comic book. <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell is, well, that, that, is that coming a, down, you know? know? Dude, that guy even sounds like he's got a villain name. He's got to be good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I will tell you this, Paul, that what we deal with on the Dolphin fandom is if our running back gets more than three yards, we're surprised.
1: Like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, you guys trade away your best rusher.
0: We trade away all of our best. Patrick, guys.
1: you let him walk. Fitzpatrick, Yeah, he was
0: right. the best. Run- he was our best
2: running back on the team. Ryan Fitzpatrick. So, so we got to so?
0: take a quick break, though. I didn't realize we we're running short on time. We got to take a quick break. When we come back. We'll do another couple of questions. I got a few more for you guys before we wrap it up. All right. righty. And we're back. No, I didn't want to cut you guys short there because we were on a roll there of understanding the misery that is the backfield of the Miami Dolphins when your quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick leads your team in rushing two years ago. And, yes, I know now. Josh Allen could potentially lead the Bills in rushing, but Josh Allen is also about, what, 15 years younger and is known for being, you know, runs like a bull. Brian Fitzpatrick is the bearded wonder that's, like, you know, 37, 38 years old. <laughs> Good point. So, Good point. But, no, I had a couple of fun questions left because obviously we covered the best of the worst. Actually, I didn't give you guys my one, but I'll just do a quick to not get into it. The best draft, I am going to go with the mom. I'm going to say the New York Jets have the best draft of the four. I should just say Zach Wilson's about. I liked their pick. I liked Michael Carter, those bastards. I wanted our team to take Michael Carter once we missed on the big three running backs. <laughs> um, I liked uh, Elijah Vera Tucker. I think they gave up too much to trade up, but they got the best guard in the draft to pair with back then. I'm not as big of a Zach Wilson fan as others are. Everybody knows that. But I like the rest of their draft a lot, though. Like I said, I love Elijah Moore in the second round. Like, the Jets had a good draft. It pains me to say that, but I think they had a good draft. Like even if uh, what Zach Wilson doesn't work out the rest of their picks, I think they hit just like last year, they had a pretty good draft last year too, you know? And then worst draft, I'm sorry to say, I do agree with Paul. I think it was the bills just because of the first round pick. I did not like Gregory Rousseau. I loved Spencer Brown, the third round pick. And I loved uh, Boogie Basham, but, and it doesn't mean Buffalo gets an app. It's just, Like you said, Paul, they're kind of all in the middle there. They're all like B minus, C plus, B drafts to me. You know what I mean? Like in that myth. So none of them got failing grades. It's just I had to pick one of them.
1: Yep. Yeah, you're just trying to – yeah. You asked us to rate the best and worst, and that's what we were trying to do.
0: All right. So I got one for you. Speaking of the media that we have to go through, and Paul loves when I use this term, literally it's like I think I would rather wash my car than listen to some of these media guys. We're going to have you guys rank it, and I can give you names if you want because obviously we're all football fans, we all listen on the radio, we all watch TV, we all watch YouTube, wherever the hell you find it. Who, in your guys' opinion, is the worst sports commentator of the group? (laughs) Oh,
1: you want to wrap this up? I got a long list of people I would put on there.
0: (laughs) Uh, I'll start mine quick, and then I'll just say yours, Paul. I said in terms of worst, if I have so many that I hate. But if I'm going to go by accuracy of, oh, this guy's got good points, I'm going to go with it. I know this is going to surprise some people. I would go with Colin Cowherd because I think weathermen are more accurate more often than Cowherd is.
1: Whoo, fighting words.
0: It's not even because he's not entertaining. He is. If I go by entertainment factor, he's not the worst. But he's just so dead wrong. He liked the Adam Gase hire for the Jets. (laughs) Sam Darnold to the Jets. (laughs) It's almost like the kiss of death. If Cowherd likes your move, you're fucked. <laughs> and guess what Bobby's going to see this one He ranked the Dolphins as his favorite draft So we're fucked <laughs> We're boned Kiss of death Goodbye Alright Paul Your turn You're going in I wanted to go quick So I wanted to let you two get X. I I know Paul can go for an hour here on this one Alright so you want me
1: to do uh, Game day sports cast?
0: Or do you want me to go Just sports
1: commentators Like uh, Count Coward and go
0: commentator? Go commentator for this one So we all know Booger McFarland sucks <laughs> So go comment later. Damn it. All right. I'm going to have
1: to go with, um, I'm trying to think of his name. You just had me on the spot. I see his face. Uh, it's Shannon Sharp. And what's his name? Oh, uh, Skip, Bayless. Skip, Skip, Skip Bayless. Yeah. Skip, Skip, Skip like Bayless. Yeah. That guy is just freaking weird. Check out his Twitter and Instagram yes, page. He's like 70 something. And he's trying to act like um, some young uh, guy in the hood there. Uh, with the chains and, the, and always showing off the muscles and, and all that stuff. And I'm like, that's pretty creepy. But I digress sure with actual work. If you're going to go Colin coward for what you said, as in being entertaining and, and prerogative and all that stuff, I'm going to say, yes. Yeah, Get Bayless. Uh, he's wrong in a lot of stuff. It doesn't even make sense. Uh, you, know, you know why Tom Brady's the greatest uh, quarterback in the NFL? Because today's Tuesday. What the hell does that mean? You know, <laughs> he the Cowboys to win the yeah, Super Bowl. Like that, where you know, you know, why LeBron James is good is better than Michael Jordan is because you know he ties his left shoe before he ties his right shoe. The hell is that? What does that yeah, even freaking mean? That.
0: And he always predicts the Cowboys to win the Super Bowl, and I'm like, Skip, can they win a playoff game first? Like, because
1: uh, Skip is from Texas, I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, he likes yeah. Dallas. Yeah, he's, yeah, a he's Dallas. Well, he's the one that uh, broke uh, his claim to fame, right? fame right? is he's the one that broke the SMU story. That's what you were saying,
0: right, Paul? So down there, that's what got got him on the market.
1: Yeah, he was uh, the local uh, sports writer for the Dallas Tribune, and he was the one that did the investigative journalism in SMU when they were paying their players and and uh, repeatedly breaking NCAA rules, and that's what gave SMU the uh, kiss of death. There, that's all it started it, and it, it made uh, Skip Bayless a lot of money. He wrote a few books on it, but that's why he loves Texas is because he's a, he's a Texas boy. <laughs> No, that's a
0: good one. Those are good, entertaining picks. Yeah, Skip Bayless is definitely more on where he like Brandon Weeden. Oh, I remember that pick. That was a
1: bad. I, one. I watching. It I'm being serious. I'm not. I'm not too far off. Where you know why is Tom Brady the best quarterback? Today's Wednesday. That's why. What the hell does that mean? What is this? I was waiting for some stat lines. I was waiting for him to get some good analogies. Uh, you know, Colin Coward. You know, he at least does analogies. You know, Tom Brady's like a, a Tom Cruise A plus movie. You know, and, and Sam Darnold's uh Bollywood uh made in my backyard uh uh college indie film. And you know, at least you get some entertainment that way. Skip Bayless is like he's a, he's a little he's just from another world. He's the if we're gonna go analogies like that, he's um he he's I I can't I can't even describe one because he's so out there. All right. So Bobby, which
0: do you have a one that grinds your gear, so to speak, or pisses you off if you had a yeah. pick a sports comment? Oh, he's ready to go. <laughs> I'll give you some sports commentary and then I'll give you some announcing. I hate <laughs> oh, I
2: haven't Max- got my announcing I hate-
1: yet.
2: I hate Max Kellerman. I think he's a Good fucking one. moron. He's equivalent <laughs> he's equivalent to Skip Bayless. I hate <laughs> listening to him. <laughs> And I hate Dan Orlovsky. I think he's a fucking moron, too. He was a backup fucking quarterback in the NFL, and he acts like he knows everything. He ran out of his too. Don't forget
0: that one. Paul, don't you have a story on Orlovsky? Wasn't he from your
2: neck of the woods?
1: Yeah, he grew up in Connecticut. Yeah, I got a story of that. I got a great Dan Orlovsky story.
2: Orlovsky, like, just blew Sam Darnold entire NFL season and he got replaced and and sent away. Like, not that good. And he just blew him all year. I couldn't believe it. So, I hate him because he's an idiot. Um, And then commentary. I hate Chris Collinsworth.
0: Oh, that's a good one. He blows
2: Tom Brady so much. Like, (laughs) on his knees. Would just take Tom Brady's dick if he wanted to. And
1: then... It's obvious. It's yeah. Sunday Night Football. Oh, well, he my. scored seven points right there because uh, their running back ran in for the touchdown. Well, thank you. <laughs> uh, here's the See, if he can... makes his field goal, they'll go up by three points. Thank you again. Can not yeah, figure that one out? That, oh, yeah. like, that's a head scratcher. I was trying to do math with my fingers here.
2: <laughs> so that's about it. Um, I think that was it. Can't think of any Those other, are two uh, good ones. Those
0: are Paul, did you have a commentator you wanted to put on? I mean, a
1: sportscaster. Is it a miracle? Bob Koskis. Oh. That fucker <laughs> for 35 plus years, 40 years. Bob Koskis. He, 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 he's the guy that I believe the shit doesn't stink for him. You know, he thinks his shit doesn't smell. Um, all the years, uh, I don't know who's your listeners. Um, I'm not using this in a derogatory term. Um, but, uh, for 35 years, he used to say Washington Redskins, Washington Redskins, Washington Redskins, this, 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 and this. I'll stop saying it now. And then when the whole, uh, um, uh, public reception changed, he had a 30 minute special did not want to apologize for him using the word, but he went, he had his own sports special about the word in the history and why it needs to change but not once mentioned how for 35 years he used it. And he was unabashful and unapologetic about this whole sports commentary and how he railed against the current team and administration about how insensitive of the use of the word. And I'm not here to get in debate about the word, if you should be able to use it or shouldn't. Uh, luckily, I'm not a sports fan of that team and have any of that memorabilia. But that's the type of stuff I'm talking about. I couldn't believe I sat there and watched this for 30 minutes about how he was saying this is uh, unacceptable for society. And I'm like, dude, you used the word. Like, you didn't even apologize. Like, Uh, couldn't get behind that.
0: Those are all good ones for different reasons. Um Those are all good ones. We got the gems on TV. Paul and I call them the talking hens of hot air. That's why a lot of times I listen to more like local media and stuff or local podcasts and stuff. Like, because ESPN, they're just doing it for clicks. They half the time they don't even know if they're right. They're just spreading to see what sticks. You know, oh, there's Dan, Dan Olafsky there. I do. You know, Dan Olafsky. Dan <laughs> he's Paul a, had, that was He's that a, was, a fucking <laughs> moron. Mike Green. <laughs> That's a good one. Well, there's a lot of Jet fans in the media, too, let's be honest. I like to poop on both of our teams whenever they get the chance. Um, So here's another one. This isn't really draft-related, but this is one in case we weren't getting riled up, but we already are. This is one to really throw it. I honestly don't know how to rank this one. This one, if you guys can rank it, congrats, because part of this, this ranking makes me want to flush my head down a toilet. Rank these four quarterbacks in order, and this was one on PFF. Not the one I sent you, Paul, but they had another one, and I'm like, oh, this is tough rank them for your – who would you want? You don't have to go by, oh, well, they have better stats. Who would you want if you were a coach or GM? Rank these quarterbacks. Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen.
1: Who do you want to answer that first?
0: <laughs> Good luck. I know who my number one is, but I don't know after that. I think I have my number one and two. Josh
1: Allen, Josh Allen, Josh Allen, Josh Allen. We're good. (laughs) Shut it down. Yeah,
2: so Josh Allen would have to be one.
1: Yeah, he's my one as well.
2: Uh, Kyler Murray.
0: He's my two as well. Baker,
2: Lamar Jackson.
0: That's probably my ranking too, honestly.
2: I hate Lamar Jackson.
0: (laughs) I think he's a great athlete. I think he's a shit quarterback. That's yeah, I agree with that last
1: sentiment. Yeah. Is that your? He's agree? a great runner. Oh, that'd be
0: funny that Bobby gave us the golden ranking. So I'm looking at this like, how the hell are you going to rank it? And Bobby said, no, that. I. I it's
1: funny you say that. I apologize, Jeff, but I have to agree with Bobby 100%. I would do the same ranking. Um, And just to give you a caveat, uh, to give something to talk about, the reason why I go with Josh Allen is he is the quarterback of my favorite team. So why would I pick against that? You know, sure. that. Wow, Josh Allen had great stats. He had an MVP caliber year. But you know what? I really would just edge out Baker Mayfield. or I really would just edge out Kyle Murray ahead of him. Nah, I can't do it. And <laughs> there's no way, no, you know, I, I would make sure that you had the real Paul Thompson if I said Lamar Jackson. No. Josh just, Allen. I think mention,
2: Josh Allen is the better quarterback of uh, all those, those other three. So, he is.
0: And I think that all three of us can agree we have Lamar Jackson near the bottom. And Baker is must ask for being in the yeah. top two. I still like yeah. Baker, even though he yeah.
2: struggled, but I think Baker's not terrible.
0: No, no he's good. It, these I are think good he's better, he's better without
2: Odell Beckham. I
0: can guarantee you that. And he did better with them. Exactly. Yeah. Baker was the first pick in that draft. And yeah, but, John right, is the big half. Yeah. So. Sorry. No, 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 go ahead. Let me go in. I think they have the
1: right coaching staff uh, in Cleveland as well. I think that really helped too. I mean, come on. Really? You really think Freddie Kitchens? Come
0: ah. on. That was terrible. So, <laughs> another terrible move. That was about, yeah. That was a. So, this is the last question. I said this weird. These, this is the last question that we have for each other. Who do you think was the best pick in the draft? If you had to pick one, you could pick any draft you want or any pick this year for the NFL draft. I mean, it doesn't have to be your favorite team. What pick did you like and what pick did you hate? Worst pick. And I can tell you mine right off the bat. The worst pick I'll go first with that was uh, the New Orleans Saints. When they make a pick and you go, who? In the first round, that's never a good sign, especially with their career busting on defensive ends. Like I did not like the New Orleans Saints first round pick. I could have been, I could have made fun of the Packers because they had a bad one too with uh, the corner from Georgia. But, you know, I just – I honestly have to look up – you hear typing in the background. I have to look up the name of the first-round pick of who they took. Because – and they had all these defensive ends to choose from. Peyton Turner. Does anybody know Peyton Turner? (laughs) No. No. You had Boogie Basham. You had Aziz O'Jalari. You had Jalen Phillips. Now, they didn't have Jalen Phillips on the board, but Aziz O'Jalari was on the board. Joe Tryon um the kid that paul uh not that your team took russo was there too but jason away was there on the board and they were like no we're gonna go with this kid so maybe they're right and we don't know what the hell they're doing but i i don't i'm not a fan of it i'm like you know my opinion and then pick that i like the most this one's tough because you can kind of go any direction really i mean you can kind of just pick the quarterback you can pick whoever what pick you liked i could have said like i could be a homer and say miami but yeah, I've been kind of man their draft. Oh, boy, I'm on the spot. I'm trying to think of one pick for a team that I really, really liked. I would say as a whole, for a team that won the draft and those fuckers, I hope they, like, go down the tube. Is I think the – what's it called? The Denver Broncos had a really good draft. If you listen to my man crush list, those fuckers took every player, like, on my man crush board. So, they took one of crushes. They took Patrick Sertan in the first round. In the second round, they traded up one pick ahead of Miami and took my favorite running back, the kid from North Carolina, Javante Williams. And then in the third round, they proceeded to further stick their foot right up my ass and take Quinn Miners in the third round, who I wanted, the guard center from Wisconsin-Whitewater. So they were just the guys that kept on giving, and I hope they lose. And then they lost their tackle. I was like, good for you. I'm bitter about it.
1: All right. Oh. I can go next. I think the team that lost the draft, I think it was the Green Bay Packers, with taking Aaron Rodgers of all names. <laughs> 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 that pick, I don't know what that meant. I mean, because you heard all the turmoil uh, right before the draft. How Aaron Rodgers, the actual quarterback for the for the Green Bay Packers, was um, he wasn't really happy, and it kind of stems from the previous draft when they didn't get a draft any help to put around him, and they did it again this year. So I think they, I think they still meant their divorce. Um, I know you guys mentioned earlier about Aaron Rodgers is kind of the grumpy old man of the NFL and he's never happy. You could give him, you know, the ultimate team, the, you know, the 1990s uh, all-star team, and he still wouldn't be happy and all that stuff. So um, I have to go with Green Bay Packers having the worst draft only because uh, you say what you say about the player, but if you're going to chase, your quarterback out the door, and you say, I'm 100% behind you, and you make a pick like that, that doesn't show that you're 100% behind I mean, the The
0: first run offensive player they took in the last 10 years was Jordan Love. That should tell yeah. you all you know. And not just receiver, I mean, offensive player in the last 10 years. You know, they've only taken one, and it was Jordan Love.
1: So, yeah. And then the team that I thought uh, knocked it out of the park, um, I would have to say, the sneaky pick, I'd have to say the Eagles. Not because it made their team better, but I can't believe they were able to trick their division rivals, the oh Dallas Cowboys, and were able to leapfrog. Not only were they able to trade with the uh, uh, Dallas Cowboys, but they were able to leapfrog the New York Giants. My dad was so pissed. beyond yep. pissed. <laughs> I thought that was the sneaky move of the draft, and that was my reason why, because they were able to um, – we'll see if it pays. If it pays out. But I thought that was a pretty, pretty cool. If you're, if you're a diehard football fan, you, would, uh, you don't have to be a Cowboys fan or a Giants fan or an Eagles fan to realize the, the significance of that maneuver. Um, that's, and you know what I
0: caused? Insane. I'm going to say this. That's a good maneuver, Paul. And you know what? I am going to blame the Eagles for all of our miseries for all of our teams. You know why? Because they're fucking idiots. They're not idiots, but they're jerks. Because they traded, and this caused the domino effect. This is why the draft is like fantasy football. They leapfrogged the Giants to take the receiver they wanted, right? So then the Giants proceeded to trade back and say, screw it because the receivers were off the board, the top three. They then proceeded to take Kadarius Toney, who was supposed to go to Jacksonville at 25, and Jacksonville came out saying we would have taken him, which would have given me the pick to put me over Paul in the mock draft competition. But no, the Giants had to take Kadarius Toney. And then the (laughs) the Jaguars say, well, screw you, we're taking Etienne. Buffalo's like, well, fuck this. We're going to take this guy. And it led to this domino effect.
1: And all all of our teams did end up with a running back.
0: <laughs> Correct.
1: <laughs> Dolphins, Bills, and Jets. Uh, Jets, oh, no, the
0: Jets, uh, Jets got, got much mad with our us in, in spirit. Uh, all of our three of our teams were eyeing IETN and Harris, and all three of our teams struck out. Yep. So, no, that's a pretty good one. Did you have any good or bad picks, Bobby, on your end of the fence? I know I put both of you guys on the spot, because even I had a thing for a second, like, oh, shit. I don't remember who I – really hated or
2: liked? Um, Team-wise, I think the Houston Texans had a terrible draft.
1: <laughs> that's a good pick. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good one. Yeah.
2: Uh, their, this is their draft order. The third, their first pick was in the third round. Their second pick was in the third round. Then they had two fifth-round picks, and they had one sixth-round pick. So they did a lot in the draft. That's for a four and that's for a four for and twelve team. Wait, they didn't have a second round pick.
0: No, no. Miami did. Miami had they
2: those. gave it to us.
0: Miami had their first and oh, second. They run. had two thirds, two fifths, and a sixth, and that's with
2: a four and twelve team.
0: And they used one of them on a quarterback. And, and you the third and
2: pick. you traded you traded away. Wolf Oh no! Did they trade away Wolf? For no, Wolf they let or him or walk. Just him? They just walk. him right.
0: Yeah, he walked.
2: Yeah, so you got no wide receiver now.
0: Yep. Yeah, they lost Kenny Stills too, so they weapons. literally have no receivers.
2: Um, as far as team that did well, you could say the Jacksonville Jaguars because they had some really good picks, but I like the Pittsburgh Steelers with uh, drafting the running back they need.
0: They also took um, a good uh, what's it called, lineman too? I think a center. I forgot who they. They got them. a
2: tight end too. They got lineman. I think they addressed everything they do, and they're usually really good at drafting. So
0: yeah, yeah.
2: Um.
1: Yeah, like like the, the, the teams that it.
2: draft the best are usually the Steelers and the the uh, Ravens used to draft really well too with Newsom. Yep. Um, but he's not there anymore, so hopefully they go
1: to shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't it's think the really Eagles good. do too bad. Uh, As more recently, I don't think the Eagles used to do too bad with free agency and drafting. Um, but yeah, they've gotten kind of crappy in the last several years. Yeah. If so, yeah. you don't know,
0: Paul, it's becoming a trend lately in Dolphins' history to trade up in front of Miami since it's happened two years in a row to take a running back. <sighs> Baltimore did it to us, and Denver has done it to us. And actually, the Eagles did it to us this year. They had a good draft. They leapfrogged us in the fifth round and took Kenneth Gainwell. And then hmm. Miami traded the pick out because they're like, oh, yeah, he was gone. Yep. And the Jets, little do you know, Paul, this is the last trivia I'll leave you guys with is – the New York Jets, I think, set a record. They took two players with the same name back-to-back. <laughs> they took Michael Carter and Michael Carter. Hmm. Do you think the funny part is, Paul, do you think they picked the wrong player and went, oh, shit? Because <laughs> they only write the name on the card. It's like, no, we want the other Michael
1: Carter. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Michael, Michael Carter the,
0: the, the third. The one was a corner, I think, or a safety. I think the one was a corner, and the other one was the running back out of North Carolina.
1: Oh. No, you got Michael Carter senior. No, I want Michael Carter Third. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Is he still up there? Yeah, let's go grab him. All right.
0: No, uh, but thanks again, guys. You guys have any closing thoughts before we let it
1: wrap up for the night? Uh, 1972 or 74, uh, the great uh, George Hallis traded his first third-round pick Twice. That's my ending thought. He traded it to the Cleveland Browns and then he also traded it to the LA Rams. Uh, the league eventually caught on and he got in trouble for that. Interesting. <laughs> traded the same, twic- same pick or same draft spot twice. Good for him. And, <laughs> and George Halas' excuse I forgot I did that. <laughs>
0: He did a Tom Brady who forgot it was fourth down.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yep. So that was my interesting fact of the night. And George House did that twice and he, and he tried to play stupid. Didn't quite work out. He did can't get jumped. Can't drop- that one. <laughs> <Good> <laughs> can't, can't, can't do that. <laughs> uh, all righty. All right.
0: No, so thanks again to both of you for coming on. Just a remind everyone, you can follow us on Facebook. We have our own Facebook page. Um, We have – we're on Apple Podcasts. I said it right this time. I keep saying Apple Tunes every time. Apple Podcasts, Spotify. In addition, you guys can tweet all your hate mail at me. I'm at Mad Titan 1018 If you guys want to bitch and say how great Miami had a draft, I kid you not, Bobby. It is awful on Dolphins Twitter. They keep trying to tell me how Miles Gaskin is the next Barry Sanders.
1: <laughs> oh, Jeff, I got a quick question for you. I know you you put your plug in. I got a quick question. This would have been a great one. Uh, name it real quick, uh, less than ten seconds. Who? What? Who currently in the NFL would you want to see fight Logan Paul?
0: Uh, I want to see the Bosa brothers. I want a wrestling match. Joey and Nick Bosa together. Bosa brother tandem. DJ I want, DK I Bobby Garrett, D- but he McC- gets uh, Mason Rudolph's helmet. Mason Rudolph. <laughs> oh yeah. The last closing thoughts we'll say before you get out. My, I have one phrase, and this is just to get Paul on a good note. There, Bobby. Talent finds its way onto the field.
1: Yeah, yeah. Where is that fucker selling insurance in, in Nebraska now? <laughs> uh, We're both those guys. <laughs> <laughs> What's what is like, C.J. Spiller so... doing these days? What the fuck is he doing? He, what is he selling, you know, driving a truck in Florida? What the fuck is that guy up to? Yeah, when you guys took C.J. Spiller when you had Marshawn Lynch and Willis McGahee on your team. <laughs> Dale finds his way out. They asked him, why did you grab that guy? Dale finds his way onto the field. Oh, that <laughs> just shows you who the fuck you're taking. Love's
2: Willis McGahee.
1: I could have sold you a bridge to nowhere. <laughs> but,
0: no, thanks again, both of you, for coming on. Like I said, uh... Thanks again for a very entertaining debate. It made it a lot better. Obviously, we're going to get into all the training camp stuff. We'll get into the fantasy football stuff later on and thanks for coming on, guys. No and problem. Thank you.